Hello, everyone, and welcome to War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. Coming to you, as always, from deep within the Outer Rim, far beyond the watchful eyes of the Galactic Empire. My name is John Rictali, and joining me, as always, is my co-host... Garrett K. Jones. And we have, Garrett, a very, very special guest here. She is the co-host of Star Wars Through the Eyes of a Child. Tell us your name. Cecily. Cecily and Marie Tolly, or a.k.a. Lily, as she's also (laughs) known as, is going to be joining us because we are going to be reacting to a little late to the party here. No pun on the other YouTube channel called Late to the Party, but... We are actually late to the party with this um, by watching the Bad Batch trailer. It's been out for a while, uh, but we wanted this little lady to be able to watch it with us and react yeah. to it. Um, so we're also we're also going to be talking about uh, some of our expectations for 2024 because there are other uh, Star Wars projects coming out this year. Uh, beyond just Bad Batch season three, which, as I understand it, I think is like the end of the series. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. let me pull up the uh, screen here. And we want my. There we go. Share. And here we go. Recordings just got better. Hey, it's Dana Hey, what do you know? That How apropos. I thought that the end of the war would mean an end to losing more of our brothers. But I was wrong. We can't just walk away. Not with the Empire imprisoning the kid. We've got troopers up top. It's impossible to escape from here. I am not giving up, Crosshair. Omega's been waiting for us a long time. Our mission is not over yet. There is nothing of greater importance to secure the future of this empire. Whatever is needed to accomplish this goal, you will have it. Hold on! Give us a real challenge! Everyone, down! They are coming. For all of you. Order 66 was just the beginning. We need a new team to save Omega. To save our lives. That was a good one. Yes. What did you think, Lily? That was crazy. Yes. I didn't know that. Who was that? Which one? The guy who in the coffin thing in the video? I think that was. Echo. Was that that was an echo? Was that crosshair? No, crosshair. No, crosshair was the bad guy. Okay. Guy. So that was Echo. Was that Echo? The one. No, that I believe was Rex, who's doing the majority. 
You fell? Do you remember Rex shows up in, in season two? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I, I noticed uh, Asajj Ventress yep. with it's a yellow light hair. Ventress yes. with a yellow? The yellow Ventress, yes. Asajj Ventress with a yellow light Wait, was Shinchi a bad guy? She was. She was. Yeah, she had the devil side light well, paper. we haven't you got through that saying, yet. Yeah, you keep saying she had two red lightsabers. I'm like, no, Obi-Wan Kenobi cut it in half. It was you it used to be a double-sided lightsaber. Actually, Lily, she had one that would split in half on its own. Yeah, but, then, but then, yeah, but then Obi-Wan Kenobi made it so it wouldn't go back together. Oh, you're right. I do remember yeah, that. Wow. Yeah, I, I remember that episode. We did that episode <laughs> and you, you still are not Believe I, I believe you now, girl. I believe you now. So, right. yes. my my first reaction to this, I I loved it. I thought this was this was a fantastic yeah. episode, yeah. or a fantastic uh, trailer. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. The Bad Batch has been pretty good, mm-hmm. although last season felt like it was like a lot of filler episodes. I'm hoping yeah. that this isn't the case with season three. Yeah. Me too. Me too. I'm very excited. Uh, this got me really pumped. Well, we still have the Clone Wars, but we will be doing Bad Batch too, I'm sure. Yeah, but that's going to take forever. (laughs) uh, Yeah, Clone Wars is going to take forever, especially if we don't do it. Which, do you want to make the official announcement, girl? After the 20th, right? Of February? Well, after the end of February. After the end of February, we will be starting Star Wars from Eyes of a Child back up. Here we are, exclusively on YouTube. Yes, that's so gonna be fun. Check that out. Check it out in the GNN network and on our own or the stars YouTube page. You'll find it both places. So you'll be able to see this adorable little face talking about <laughs> Star yeah, Wars right. as she's even wearing her sleep all day, baby Yoda shirt. Sleep wait, sleep all and then at the bottom it says Yay! And then it has three different baby Yoda yes. placement in different poses. All right. Well, it's been fun having you on here. So me and Garrett are going to go on. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us, Lily. Her official name is Darth Lily. Darth Lily, yes. So, All yeah, right. I'm, I'm excited for this. Um the, I mean, Bad Batch, the last couple of seasons have been really good. They've tied mm-hmm. in very well with the Clone Wars. Um, and it's probably the one, probably one of the few uh, bits of Star Wars content that's come out in the last few years that I've actually really enjoyed. Yes. Andor was a slow burn, but I really enjoyed it. Fairly decent storytelling and writing. Mm-hmm. Um, but the last couple of projects that have come out have been very very much misses for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Mando, I, would, I would agree. Yeah. I mean, Mando Mandalorian started off great and then season three just kind of, and then, yeah. you know, Obi-Wan kind of fell by the wayside. Like there was so much potential for it and it kind of fell flat. And then obviously think, uh, for me, I think what's been even worse is I think it'd be one thing if the, if like, like things like you said, like um, um, Mando season three, yeah, Obi Wan, which I I kind of enjoyed Obi Wan a little bit, 
and Ahsoka, mm -hmm. if they'd been either good or bad, but for the most part, they were just middling. They weren't either yeah. really good or really bad. They're just kind of like, eh, they're they're okay. You know, yeah. Ahsoka was Ahsoka had so much promise, but then like, yeah. like none of the characterization that we saw from like the Clone Wars or from uh, from Rebels was there. Like the it felt mm -hmm. very wooden. It's like they looked the part, they did not sound or act the part, and and yeah. I don't know. It was it was just kind of weak. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, but yeah, I'm super excited uh, to see where they go with Bad Batch Season 3. As much as I love tech, um, I personally hoping they don't bring him back. Yeah. As, just because I think that would, you know, I think we said this before, bringing him back would, would make his death meaningless. Oh, absolutely. You, you, know, you need that, you know... Um, now what about the idea of, um, rehabilitating or bringing, uh, Crosshair in as, you know, his redeeming Crosshair? I would like to see that. That would be a great, um, that would be a, a wonderful, um, yeah character development bit for him uh but mm -hmm. it'll be interesting to see what they do yeah it's also interesting i mean you know like we, we kind of mentioned uh, you know ventress you know seeing her with the hair seeing her it took me a second to see when i saw her i'm like who is that and then i realized i saw the hair and i'm like oh that's ventress oh yeah. oh i wonder if that means if they'll um have any anything with her and um who was the Jedi that she was with in the comics and the books? Um, Quinlan. Yeah, Quinlan Voss. I wonder if they'll mention uh, anything. It'll be him. it'll be interesting because well because Quinlan Voss though like he went off and he was with somebody else. He had a girlfriend that he ended up having a kid with and survived yeah. her at sixty six. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah, because I mean they they mentioned him in uh, Obi Wan just passing. Because when right. he's in the cave, he's looking at all the names and he mentions, you know, Quinlan. I think it can be Mrs. Master Voss or Quinlan. Yeah. But he does say that his name, he was one of the one of the Jedi that was rescued. But yeah, it's gonna be very, very interesting and um how this all ties into what will come later with yeah. uh the uh the empire and also just interesting i like i love seeing stuff from this this time period of of star wars you know we see a lot of stuff from either prior to that or like clone wars era or you know now we're seeing a lot of stuff from after the yeah the, after the fall of the empire so this time period of like the height of the empire where the empire is starting to grow and starting to get you know, it's talents and everything. It's really, really interesting. I'm really loving seeing this time period of kind of like early empire and the you know it rising and yeah, yeah. I'm so yeah. I'm looking. I'm looking forward to it, and I'm curious to see how it's going to how it's going to play out. 
But we, mm-hmm. but Bad Batch isn't the only uh, show coming out this year. Oh, um, yes. We've got a couple of other shows coming out. And uh, first and foremost, let me present my list here. Here we go. Okay, so this is coming from IGN. And keep in mind, some of these dates are uh, are going to change. But obviously, we've got Bad Batch season three coming out uh in just a couple of weeks or a week and a half or something like that um and then uh the next one we have coming up is star wars skeleton crew which Mm. the premise on that it says the series follows four children who end up on an adventure to make their way home after being lost in the galaxy following a discovery they make on their home planet Mm. And the only information that we have is that it's slated to be released at some point this year and will consist mm. of eight episodes. Um, it has Jude Law as a Force user. We don't know if he's a uh, if he is a Jedi or right. not. He's just a Force user. Um, and Jude Law has actually made some interesting turns where he's played heroic characters. He's also played villainous characters. He's played characters who are kind of in between. So it'll yeah. be interesting to see how he plays how that plays out. But one of the interesting um, uh, acting choices for this um, is um, Jaleel White, uh, who played Urkel on Family Matters. He's been cast in this, and I'm not entirely sure what role he's playing. They haven't really said. Um, But the events of this film, from what I'm I'm looking at here, uh, is that it's supposed to take place after the events of... Return of the Jedi, so it's so it's kind of around the same time frame as uh, as Mandalorian. Mando, is it, I wonder if it's going to be part of that so-called Mando verse. Well, I mean, at this point, everything is because it's yeah. Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, because I know that like you have some stuff that's set kind of like in the Clone Wars era setting, but then you have like yeah. stuff that's kind of all connected. So like Mando, Book of Boba Fett. Ahsoka, they're all supposed to be kind of like connected in this sort of yeah, you know, you know what they're calling the Mandoverse. Yeah, so all the, those shows are kind of connected. So this show, the series was written and created by Christopher Ford and John Watts. Okay. Um, and John Watts is the guy who co-wrote and directed uh, all three of the MCU Spider-Man films. Mm. Um, as far as directors... Uh, Watts directed at least one of the ep- one of the episodes. Uh, I take that back. Yeah, at least one of the episodes. Then Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert, who uh, who directed um, um, everything, everywhere, all at once. They're directing at least one episode. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard is coming in to direct an episode, um, and she's done pretty well so far with what she's done on Mandalorian. Uh, yeah. And other Star Wars projects, so I'm I'm kind of curious to see how she does with that. And usually, her episodes are a little bit more like family oriented or family friendly. So, yeah. Um, all right, the next one we have coming up after that is the Acolyte. Mm. And have you heard much on on this one? Uh, other than like when they first kind of made the announcement of some of the casting choices and some of the some of the stuff, other than that, I really haven't heard much about. Honestly, I haven't really heard much about Skeleton Crew. Yeah, like, neither I, have I. I. I don't know, 
like I don't know if if that would if that's just on purpose or or what, but it seems an interesting choice that they're you know not really pushing. You know, it seems like they're pushing. Like it seems like they pushed Bad Batch, you know, season three more than they have. Well, unless they're just waiting for you know to drop a trailer and you know closer to release date. Well, and it's possible that either Acolyte or uh, Skeleton Crew mm-hmm. could have a teaser trailer during the Super Bowl. This is true. Yeah, because yeah. the Super Bowl is. Um, because as of the time that we're recording this, we're recording this two days before Super Bowl, and yes. at this point, we're just speculating, so we have no idea whether or not but, there's but a also. Movie. I I do wonder though if because you know, Super Bowl is gonna be on CBS, if that will affect them putting pushing something from Disney Plus. Yeah, I, I don't really know. I mean, the because it's gonna be on it's gonna be on CBS and on, and on Prime, yeah, Amazon Prime. Yeah, and it's it's hard to say really. Um, yeah. The yeah, I haven't heard much of anything, and I I I wonder if there's some hesitancy because right now there's kind of a shakeup with like the idea that uh, Elon Musk is talking about possibly buying Disney, mm. and which means that you know Bob Iger would be fired for sure. Um, yeah. Don't know how good or bad that is. I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing Iger kind of get ousted, but that's just me. But the, I mean, Bad Batch was already kind of a done deal. Everything's been in the can. And while pretty much everything for Skeleton Crew and Acolyte seemed to be finished, from what I understand, there's been some, because of how things played out with Ahsoka and with Obi-Wan, uh, I think there there's some hesitancy in putting information out about that. And rushing it, I think I think they're wanting to take things a little bit on a slower pass. Mm. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, that would be my guess because I mean, we saw how Kenobi went. Kenobi was the title character, and he and he pretty much gets beaten down by by the principal antagonist, and who ends up getting made somehow a protagonist, and then Princess Leia who's like an eight-year-old kid. And it's like, really? That's how you're going to treat a a legacy character like that? Great. Thank you. Um, But jumping onto Acolyte, this is the premise that we're getting. Okay. Uh, So first and foremost, the show is being produced, is created by Leslie Headland, who um, her background, she created, she co-created the series Russian Doll on Netflix. Okay. Uh, and, um, she's, a uh, she's done direct, uh, directing and producing screenwriting playwright. She, uh, wrote at the screen, the play and the screenplay for the 2012 film bachelorette and okay. the 2015, uh, film sleeping with other people. I've never seen those. So I don't really, I can't say much. Um, but here's the premise. The Acolyte is set at the end of the High Republic era in a world of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers, approximately 100 years before The Phantom Menace. A former Padawan reunites with her Jedi Master to investigate a series of crimes, but the forces they confront are more sinister than they have ever that they ever anticipated. So as far as 
as far as name actors, um, we have uh, Amanda Stenberg, who was in The Hunger Games. Okay. The first film. She's playing the former Padawan. Lee Jung Jae, uh, who is. I'm looking to see uh, what he has done. Um, he's a Korean actor. And trying to see what he was. Oh, he's he's part of the cast of Squid Game on Netflix. Okay. So he's relatively popular. Manny Jacinto, um, who was on, uh, he, he was actually in uh, Bad Times at the El Royale with uh, Chris Hemsworth, and he was on, he played Jason Mendoza on on The Good Place on NBC. Okay. Okay. He's actually. Um, he's actually really funny because he. Um, I recently just watched one of the Mortal Kombat animated movies that they have on on HBO Max, and he plays the character Kenshi, um, who's a bit, become a. Was really he popular. was he the guy in the Good Place that was like the stoner? Yeah, that was like. Oh yeah, yeah, I yeah. Know everyone thought now. he was a Buddhist monk. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. And he was just I know an idiot. Yeah, um, and so he's he's a fairly good actor. I like him. Um, so I'm curious to see what he's going to do. Uh, Daphne Keene is playing a young Jedi. Um, she played X-23 in, Lo in the movie Logan. Oh, oh. Um, And there's been rumors that she's set to reprise her character in Deadpool 3, which comes out later this year. Um, other actors that I'm familiar with, uh, Dean Charles Chapman, who played Tommen Baratheon in Game of Thrones. Um, he is set to be in this show. Uh, and then Carrie Ann Moss uh, from the Matrix trilogy. And um, and she was also in um, the Netflix Marvel series, Jessica Jones. Mm -hmm. uh, she is set to play a Jedi. So I'm assuming she's the Jedi master to, uh, to Amanda Stenberg's Padawan, possibly. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but then we've got... Um, Junus Suotoma or Suotamo, um, who played Chewbacca in Solo and the sequel series. Um, he is playing another Wookiee character because he's just hugely tall, like he's just a gigantic person. Um, and he's playing a, a Wookiee Jedi Master. Oh, oh, I, so, I think so see, Jedi, that's going to be wow. And not just a Wookiee Jedi, but a Wookiee Jedi master. in live action. Oh. In live action is going to be fun. Yes. I hope this one, this, for one, again, you know, talking about, you know, time periods that don't get a lot of, of uh, I think this is the first TV show that we've seen that's set in the High Republic. Yeah. The only other things that we've gotten about the High Republic have been video games. And like, books. And books. Yeah. Yeah. But as far as like, as far as like, uh, film, television, animated series. Um, this is the first of its kind. Yes. So I'm hoping it does well. Um, we'll see. Um, then the only other thing that I know of that has anything coming out. I see Tales of the Jedi. Tales of the Jedi season two. I actually like season one. Season I did one, too. It was, I mean, it was short. Um, like the episodes were, weren't very long and they gave you a little bit of insight as to what was going on in the years in between 
uh, or prior to the events of the Phantom Menace, leading up through the execution of Order sixty six. Yeah, yeah, that was really you know getting more uh, things like the fall, you know, of uh, Dooku's fall and mm -hmm. Ahsoka's story. That was really, yeah, those were all really really good. So I'm really excited. That's that's one that I'm I think was really fun really good yeah and season one i think did very well it was released uh back in 2022 yeah and uh so i would assume that given the fact that it was released in october of 2022 i think we'll probably get something similar uh with it happening later this year um just so they can finalize some of the um some of the animation and voice acting and stuff like that. There's no, there's no information about who is supposed to be in it for season two. Yeah. Um, all I know is that it's, it's due out sometime this year. Now looking at these ones that are in development or status unknown, is there anything in here in particular that, that takes your interest the most and is there anyone that you're like yeah let's not go there well i don't know if it necessarily piques my interest but like like to be honest with you i'm not a fan of of this one right here of yeah, i was thinking the same thing taika waititi like taika waititi he is one of those he's at least he's become this he's become one of those those creative individuals that I can only take so much of now mm -hmm. and it drives me up the wall. Like when he is performing in somebody else's film project, I think he's better off. Yeah. Um, he's good at playing jerks. He's also playing, he's also good at playing lovable goofballs in somewhere. It, like I, the only other time I've seen him play a character where he's just basically just a normal human being and not some like hyperbolic, you know, yeah. eccentric character was in Green Lantern opposite Ryan Reynolds, and he has a very small part. I say I don't I don't remember he was in there. Yeah, he it's brief. Like he's he's uh he plays Ryan Reynolds' buddy that he shows the ring to, and oh okay. he's only in it for like maybe a couple minutes total. Uh, um yeah. Like and, huh? yeah, I, I agree. Like a, a good example of that is you know, when it was with Thor, Thor Ragnarok, I I enjoyed Thor Ragnarok. I thought it was funny. Thor Love but, and Thunder, not so much. Yeah, and it was funny because it seemed like the like the gags and jokes that hit in Thor Ragnarok, I think they worked because the whole because the whole setting was so outlandish. Right. And it's set on a different planet. Everything is crazy. So those kind of jokes like that hit. And then right. they tried to force the humor into Love and Thunder. Oh yeah, and, and a more serious, you know. And I'm worried that Taika Waititi would do. Now, I will say that Taika Waititi did direct an episode of Mandalorian. He did a very good job with that episode. It stayed serious. There was a little bit of humor, but the jokes didn't seem forced. Yeah. Um. And you know, Taika Waititi also played IG88, doing mm -hmm. the voiceover at least. So. You know, it's it's kind of one of those things where you're not really sure what to do with it. But as far as like what I've seen so far of his film direction, 
it, he feels like a one one trick pony. Yeah. Um, I was, I I was interested when they said that James Mangold's Dawn of the Jedi movie was in development. However, I mean, like, I, I like him as a director. He was like, he's good. Like, he, Three Ten to Yuma was amazing. Um, mm-hmm. Logan is a fantastic neo western, even even though it's a comic book superhero movie. Yeah, that, it it really is a a neo western. Um, right. And like, I like his filmmaking style. His use of cinematography is great. I haven't heard anything more since they announced it. Yeah. Whereas there's a lot of these I hadn't really heard anything about, re- you know, recently again. Right. Um, you know, the uh, the new Jedi Order movie. Uh, um, I had no idea there were, there was a possible John Favreau Mando, Mando movie. Okay, so this one right here, the, uh, Charmin Obayad Chinoy. Yeah. Uh, th- this is supposed to be taking place after the events of Rise of Skywalker. They're bringing... Um, uh, what's her face back to play Ray? Ray, okay, okay, and the whole focus is on her building this new Jedi Order. The problem is that the this director Charmaine Obayad Shinoy is not a fan of Star Wars. Okay, she is not a feature film director. She is someone who she's like a. She was a documentary director, wasn't she? she barely like they're almost like like handheld made documentaries and i don't know how much play they got like i've never seen anything that she's ever done i don't the I only thing know i know i i heard about she did one that was talking about the uh the honor killings in pakistan right um and i i do get that but and while she uh and while the speeches that she's made about some of about like what drives her in her filmmaking um, was done over a year ago. Um, she's made statements about making men uncomfortable, doing things in her storytelling, in her in her filmmaking to deliberately do that. And that seems problematic for me, given the fact that the majority of Star Wars fans are men. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I would like to see, I would like to see something that would clarify it because I've heard that too. And again, what I heard was that in that context, she was talking about the movies that she made, where she was talking about the the, the honor killings, and so that those were the type right. of things she's wanting to make uncomfortable. So right. maybe yeah. something like she would give me like, "Hey, let me clarify. I'm talking right. about and, these these scumbags that do this stuff." And right and. And I, I will say, devil's advocate, there the statements are missing context. However, if that's her, if that's her attitude in general, yeah, how is that going to play into what she's doing? Especially when she's when she's never done anything with a big budget. She's never done anything mm-hmm. with cinematography. She's never done anything with special effects. And Star Wars is a very effects-driven project. She's never done anything in yeah. in this kind of atmosphere or this version of the business, she's untested. And the only right. reason why she has been handpicked by Kennedy to helm this project is because the force is female. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, that's kind of problematic for me. Um, 
Now, I do know that for a fact that John Favreau's Mandalorian and Grogu movie is going into full development. I think this is problematic. Okay. Because, like, because basically all Grogu is at this point is a cash cow for merchandising. Yeah. He has stopped being an actual individual character, and he has just been this cute, adorable toy manufacturing project. Hmm. Yeah, but I mean, what do you, what about? I mean, I, I do have some with the fact of Favreau being being attached to it. That does kind of give me some because I think some of the best stuff that we saw from Mando was when Favreau was kind of more in charge. Right. So it'll, it'll depend on how much you know leash they give give Favreau as far as making right. his own. And I, I think that would be great. But the problem is we, we're already dealing with with having had a third season of Mandalorian that was out of Favreau's hands and was in the hands of Dave Filoni. And all Dave Filoni did was shoehorn it in to fit with everything else that he has been producing for, for Disney yeah. Star Wars in the last few years. And while it's great to have things that are more cohesive and the, th the thing I liked about Mandalorian is that it stood outside of that. It was telling yeah. us about things that were that were happening in the galaxy, concurrent to other things, but it didn't need to be interconnected to everything mm -hmm. else. Yeah. It stood apart, and that was the thing that made it work. Yeah. But then we had we had a book of Boba Fett, which was a like that the season two, episode five, uh, where Boba Fett comes back into Mandalorian. Um, they use that as kind of a backdoor pilot for getting uh, Book of Boba Fett in production. And they completely botched the character. Yeah. And they, they made him, they made him a backseater to his own series. Mm. So I, I, some of these status unknown ones, I mean, we've kind of talked about those. I'm, I'm kind of interested in what you think about the ones that have been canceled. Of these different ones that are that are either presumed canceled or canceled, of like which ones are ones that you're just kind of like, man, I would have liked to wish we could have seen that. So, the only one I was actually really interested in seeing was um, Rangers of the New Republic. Yes, I agree. Yeah. I love that idea because it was going to be a great vehicle for for Cara Dune and um, and for um, uh, what's her name. Oh, the, the actress who played Gina? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Gina Carano. Gina Carano. I, yeah. I love. I, I I like her. She's a good physical actress. She brings some emotionality to it, and I I would love to see her back in in Star Wars. Unfortunately, yeah. they canceled it because they got rid of her in a very unceremonious way, shape, or form, which is now going to put them in the spotlight because Disney is getting sued. Right. Um, by her. She's filing a lawsuit and Ian Elon Musk is footing the bill on that. Um, so that's created some issues. But that would have been a great, really cool series because it didn't need to be connected to anything else. And yeah. it, it would have given us a little bit more of a history of what was going on in the New Republic post-Empire. Yeah. Um, don't know anything about J.D. Dillard or Matt Owen's movie. Have no idea no. who those guys even are. We've seen the we see what the Ryan Johnson Star Wars movie would be on Netflix, and yeah, I don't think I wanted to see that. 
Dude, Ryan Johnson is an apple-headed little dweeble. I, I don't like him. Like, okay. I will sit down and I'll watch through, like, um, the uh, Knives Out movies. They're yeah. fun. They're kitschy. But for the most part, like, you can see the ending coming a mile away. Yeah. They're not clever. Um, Kevin Feige, ha- like, if we were talking about Kevin Feige 10 years ago. Yeah. Or even prior to prior to the end of the Infinity Saga, I would be mm-hmm. like, you know what? I would like him. I, I I would prefer him to be a producer, not a director, because he has no directing, uh, yeah, experience. He has mm-hmm. no business directing anything. And I think more along the lines, this this was a uh, a production for him, less less than a direction. But at this point, with the way that the MCU has been going, uh, uh-uh, no. Um, and then David Benioff and D.B. Weiss, if you're not familiar with those guys, um, they are the ones who created and wrote game, the Game of Thrones series for HBO and did a lot of the direction. And some of the worst elements of that series came from their writing, mm-hmm. which includes the final season, which it like like the last couple of seasons of that show, to be fair, uh, it, it's not necessarily. I mean, some of it is their fault because they were the showrunners. They were the they were the people in charge of doing the majority of the writing. But to be fair, after about season four or five, they hit a point where they were out of original material from George Martin. The seventh book had not been written, mm-hmm. and at this point, it's never going to be written. Yeah. So they were having to, I mean, they were basically working off of post-it notes that they got from Martin about how the story was supposed to unfold from there. But it, it completely undoes a lot of character trajectories and, and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm kind of glad that, that one has been given the boot. Yes. What about you? Uh, I'm going to say, I was definitely looking forward to Rangers of the New Republic. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think they could still, cobble something together and it seemed like with the last season of mando um that they were kind of hinting at that because you had these different characters you had um uh what's his name character um the guy that was in um kim's convenience store that played Um, a uh a um randall park he yeah he played a uh an X-wing pilot. He played oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, uh, you had Paul Hyung Lee. Yeah, you had him. You had um, what's his uh, what uh, uh, did, did, uh, um, I'm gonna can't think of his name now. Uh, from uh, Rebels, the, the character from Rebels who showed up. Oh, Zeb. Zeb showed up. You had a couple others, and they kind of hinted that that all these different people were gonna come. You know, were gonna kind of form a a new kind of group like a rangers yeah so they kind of hinted at like okay we're bringing we're bringing all these all these characters together to kind of form this kind of show so i it's possible you could still do it i don't know how it would do without gina at the at the helm helm you'd have to you know unless you're going to have um uh, park at the helm as far as the main stars part of leading the group. Yeah, it, it would be it would be interesting because another character that would that would do well with that would be uh, Alexander Callas from from Rebels. Mm. 
um, yeah. because he eventually became a rebel. Yeah. Um, but you know, we, you know, it, because it's been, because it's been, uh, you know, it's stat, the, the status has been can't presume canceled. We'll never know. And yeah. it just, it's, that's unfortunate. It is. It is. As far as the other one, I'm kind of the same way, like I said, with Ryan Johnson. We've seen what a Ryan Johnson Star Wars movie would be like. Um, a standalone movie would be like um, with the um, his uh, series on that movie series he's doing on Netflix, which is getting such rave reviews. Uh, which which movies he do did he do on? on uh, what, what were the ones that he did? Um, they're so bad I can't even think of them. Let me put one of them up right now. Well, there's Glass Onion. That's the only one so far that's come out lately. Really? He did do the writing and he did directing on Looper with Bruce Willis. Okay. I thought he did. There was a there was a new series that came out, and I thought it was Ryan Johnson. Well, there was a new film that came out with Zack Snyder, and which is basically oh, that Star it? Wars. Okay, yeah. that was it. It was Snyder. It's yeah, okay. Moon. Rebel Moon. Okay, I got the two confused. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Zach's. Yeah, it's it, it's Rebel Moon is Zack Snyder's version of Star Wars, just way, way just more slow motion than necessary. Yeah. Yeah. Is it was it a sense of uh, don't copy my homework? Um, I don't even. I don't know. Like there's just, so, just change a few things because I'm like watching so many the trailer of like movie that are just a a complete and total ripoff of Star Wars from like the opening crawl to lightsabers to the exact same story plot. Yeah, like almost beat for beat. Um, it's so again, it's uh, oh. you know, Star Wars at home. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Wait. I love Star Wars. We have Star Wars at home. Star Wars at home. I mean, don't get me wrong. Zack Snyder is good at like putting a camera on something and making it look cool. Yeah. But as far as like actual story, like the best movie he did was in 2007. And that was 300. Yeah. Yeah, that was. Yeah. I mean, how did get Martha? Oh God! Don't get me started on that. Uh, well, we are coming up to time, so uh, yeah, we yeah. So uh, we will be. Uh, we're actually going to be taking a break over the next week um, because John is in a play. That's a being having done theater myself. Uh, it's a very stressful thing, especially when you're trying to balance work and home life and everything yeah. else that you're doing. Um, as for me, um, I am still on revels from having celebrated my birthday. Well, as of the time this recording is out, my birthday will have already passed. My birthday was the 13th. Uh, I turned asterisk. If you guys know your Douglas Adams, you'll recognize that reference. Anyway, um, but we'll be back in two weeks talking about the first three episodes of Bad Batch Season 3. All right, uh, Garrett, why don't you tell the fine people out there where they can find you at on the interwebs? Yes, so 
You guys can find me on uh, a couple of platforms. I am on I am on uh, uh, Instagram and X at GKJ underscore publishing. You can also find me on YouTube. Just search for GKJ publishing. I do a show called The Right Way where we talk book recommendations, author interviews, and of course, uh, creative writing tips. I have an episode coming out this weekend on February the 17th uh, at 9 a.m. And that uh, that uh, episode is going to feature an interview with Canadian fantasy author Rilo Kin, not Kylo Ren, um, and, <laughs> and, uh, a, uh, and a really good set of book recommendations from uh, podcast host Heather Pantoja. Nice. nice. I'm probably butchering her last name. Yeah. Uh, as for us right now, right here, of course, if you want to get a hold of us, you can email us war the stars one at gmail.com. That is also our handle on X. Uh, all their social media, you can find us at War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. If you want to check out the show, of course, you could do so throughout the GNN network, Geek News Now. Just type Geek News Now on the YouTube or wherever you find fine podcast at. Uh, we're all over. Check us out. Check other podcasts out, too. Um, uh, Patreon. Oh, coffee, Kofi, K-O slash F-I dot com. If you want to support the show, that is one of the easiest ways to do it is through there. Or just go to our Spreadshirt shop. Uh, and check out the cool merch there. Uh, another announcement. If you are in the Champaign-Urbana area, March 2nd and 3rd, mostly March 2nd, is the first annual... Let me get this up so I get it right. Because uh, I want to make sure I get the name right of the con... It's the UI Con 24. Uh, I, I will be there uh, attending that. So if you see, if you're in the Champaign Urbana area and are going to be attending that con, uh, and you see me, um, say hi. I'm going to try to get some equipment to ask some questions and kind of be a roving reporter at the con, uh, hopefully. That'll be fun. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll actually put that up as audio on the show. Yeah, yeah. Like I, uh, yeah. I think for a great episode, it will, it will. So yeah, check check me out there. If you're going to be in the area, should be a lot of fun. Um, that will about do it. So, as always, remember this is not just my Star Wars. This is not just your Star Wars. This is our Star Wars. Until next time, may the Force be with you. I am the Senate. And for all you people out there, I hope you that are watching, I hope you enjoyed the Super Vowel.